Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. On today's Believe in Chicago Sports podcast, we recap the Bulls' season after their playoff exit to the Milwaukee Bucks. What did the season mean for the future, and are they primed for a bigger run next year? Plus, we talk some baseball as the Cubs and Sox get underway, and the Bears are on the clock. It's draft day two. Who are they taking in Ryan Pohl's first draft as GM of the Bears? All that more coming up at you next on Believe in Chicago Sports. Welcome in, welcome back to the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast with myself, Dan Collins, and my fine, lovely co-host, Joey Gelman, who you can find on Twitter at Joey Gelman. Uh, myself, I'm on there as well. If you want to hit me up on the tweet machine, at TweetDanCollins, and this fine, lovely show there as well, at Believe in Chicago. As always, we're brought to you by our fine, lovely folks at the Believe Podcast Network. Joey, only the Bulls. Only the Bulls. The one and only Chicago Bulls. Sorry. Come on, you got to sing it if you're going to do it. I mean, it's not my karaoke go-to, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I haven't had enough uh, haven't had enough belts in me yet. But, um, yeah, that's a wrap. Season's over. It's been a whole playoff series since we last did a show. So apologies for that. But what we missed, uh, not a whole lot. Maybe a little something. There was game one that was, like, exciting in a sense because, like, the Bulls were in it. And then I uh, – remind me if I'm wrong. Even at one point, they were up, like, by four points or something like that. And it was like, okay, what is going on here in game one against the reigning champion Milwaukee Bucks? But then a little bit down to earth, lose that game. You do salvage one dub. But, you know, so you don't it's – not, it's not a sweep, not a clean sweep, but ultimately just overmatched by the Milwaukee Bucks. We could break it down a little bit and, and give our thoughts on it, which obviously we'll do here on the show. but. I don't know. It was weird. I mean, roller coaster ish of a season, right? And we've talked about it a lot. It's it was one of those where the expectations were kind of low. Then all of a sudden, you know, you got this like burst of what can you say, like unsustainable style of play, perhaps. Although some people might say, oh, well, part of the woes were, you know, what happened when Ball got injured, and you had like Ball and Caruso, and then like it was just, you know, one thing after another with sitting stars, like you couldn't get everybody out there after that nice hot start of the year. But like I said, it, to me, it, it almost seemed like maybe like unsustainable high level of play, right? Where they were just kind of firing on all cylinders. The defense was looking spectacular. There was big questions coming into the season about defense. Defense was really pretty effing solid early on. And then obviously the rest is history where, where it took us. And then the end here of the season. And I don't know. I mean, as a Bulls fan, when you, when you go in and you break it down, I, I, I don't really know what to expect too much. I'll, I'll tell you this. If, if we really do want to compete, like if we want this thing to not only be fun and not only be entertaining and enjoyable to watch on certain nights and to, you know, get into the playoffs, maybe get a couple playoff wins. Like if you want it to be a bigger and better thing, and pardon me for sounding like a broken record, Joey, because I've said it a million times, you're gonna need a real big superstar. You know, no knock on DeMar DeRozan, no knock on Zach Levine, but let's put it this way. DeMar DeRozan, obviously, hands down, the star of this team, right? And like that's just not going to be good enough. Once again, no knock on DeMar DeRozan. He went way above and beyond, right? Like, not only expectations, but what he did for this team this year, right? With, like, certain nights just putting up 40-plus points and putting the, the team on his back and going out there and getting some victories for the, for the Bulls. So, 
But at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're just going to need more. Like, there wasn't, once again, no knock on Levine either, but you would have maybe expected a little more out of him, maybe to even squeak out one more win against the Bucks in this series. But just seeing bigger, bigger playmakers, more talent on that team if you really want to make a deep, deep run. The teams who are going to win championships, right, they're, they're the team with who has the Giannis, or they're, hey, potentially maybe we'll, we'll see where the, where the Mavs go with a Doncic, or, you know, uh, the Suns with a Booker and an Aiden. Like, you just need big, big-name talent, right? Or you're the Warriors with Curry. And, like, I'm not saying you have to get a, a top-10 player, but if you're going to win the NBA – it's kind of what you need, right? And I say I say it all the time on this show. It just is what it is, even going back to the Jordan years and LeBron years. You, you need the star. You need the big playmakers if you want to make that championship run. Otherwise, it's just fool's gold. And I, I hate putting it that way, but it really is. Where are we going to get that star? I don't know, Joey, to get some NBA uh eligibility or you got you, you got the you got the jersey in the and you know in the closet that you want to whip out and go go to tryouts. I don't know, but look, hey, I'm not trying to be super pessimistic. Under, under Billy Donovan and the new front office, the new regime there, um, promising things, right? Like they, they want to put a, a, a competitive team out there, right? They want to give the fans at the United Center something exciting, record-setting record selling crowds, you know, once again at the United Center this year. So big thumbs up to that. But if you want to get past that, I'm, I hate to say it, but it's just, it's just so easy, isn't it, Joey? Like you just need the superstar. You need to get the star. Like it's just that easy. Um, but if we're taking the baby steps – you know, maybe you don't get the, the super big name next year, but you bring in just a little more talent. You upgrade where you need to be, you know, where you need things to be upgraded. Ball comes back healthy, right? It's almost like it's like the White Sox with Eloy. Oh, if he comes back healthy in eight weeks, that's an upgrade right there. It's a midseason upgrade. Um, and terrible for Eloy B now. Huh? My Sox heart has been through a lot these past couple of weeks, but we'll get there uh, momentarily. But, yeah, I mean, that's too simplistic, I don't know, of a, of a point of view, Joey. I, I don't know. No, I, I don't think so. I think, you know, it's a season to be excited about and proud of, and they're relevant, and they're back again, and it was a lot of fun rides, and it, the, the the Bulls aren't the laughing stock anymore. They're a destination I think people want to go to now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's been the same story, right? They're st- I think, was it Brett Brown or someone in Philly when they, years ago, it was like they're star chasing, and that's still what the Bulls are doing. They're still short that superstar and Levine's phenomenal DeRozan phenomenal but they're not at that extra level where you know oh they have Giannis so the game's over oh you have Embiid the game's over oh you have Booker like you said the game's over and they're just still missing that I know it's hard to come by I mean some of these guys in the last 10 years are generational talent that you may never see again but there's also the reality of it's like you you gotta you got to get lucky once in this draft or, or do it properly to get it because you weren't signing them in the last couple of years. So they're just still lacking that, and they haven't had that since since Derrick Rose. And, and, and you wonder, yeah, this core is really good, and they could make the playoffs every year for the next five years. But where does that get you, right? Are you are you're still short of your goal? Is this is this the, the try-hard bulls of Heinrich and Gordon and Dang and Noah like before they got Rose where – Couple playoff rounds, decent, fun, exciting, but never got anywhere until Rose. And of course, he got hurt, as we all know. But, you know, they need that extra echelon person. And they're still a team that lacks a tremendous amount of outside shooting. They don't have it. They've never really had that. And they've tried to fill the holes when you draft a 
the McDermott's of the world, to bring in the Kyle Corvers of the world. You, you, I mean, I know that's a while ago now, but they're they're still missing the catch and shoot shooter that every other team that is making a deep run seems to have, and that's your recipe. You know, I, I, I listen. I don't know if you can find a superstar tomorrow, but you go okay, really good team, playoff team. All right, let's start surrounding it with shooters. And if we can find the superstar, like you got to keep building at it. But this isn't enough, and I. I'm confident that this group of management and coaches knows this isn't enough, but is at least encouraged by what they've seen. And like you said, which is the same story we've had for the last five years, no matter who's in charge, the team hasn't been healthy, right? And so you you, you do want to see it at full strength for a longer period of time to give your full analysis, but you definitely need more shooting. You definitely need that big superstar at the end of the day to make your championship run. But overall, they're, I mean... You know, the Bulls are back, and that's fun, considering the Hawks are going to be bad for about another 20 years. But it's <laughs> nice that there's at least one team in that building that is at least worth going to see. The Bulls are back, are they? The Bulls are back? Well, they were so far gone, I count them as back. <laughs> they're relevant. Yes. They're relevant-ish. So, yeah, exactly. They're, they're not the laughing stock anymore. Therefore, the, uh, the Chicago Bulls are back. No, I mean, I get it, too. I mean, look, like... Do I feel a little bad in the sense that, like, maybe I'm being a little bit too pessimistic on what the year was? Eh, yes and no. I mean, let's just be real. As a fan, as, you know, diehard fan or lifelong fan, you know, whatever you want to call it, how many Bulls championships have I seen in my day? I mean, like, do I really remember 97 and 98, which would have been, like, what I've been not even 10 years old at that time. Like, sure. I, I remember like those, like the very, very last ones of the Jordan era briefly, you know, but like, that's it. That's all I've ever had. And you know, you go to Chicago beers, which we'll talk about soon too. Like I've never seen one in my lifetime. So it's like, there comes a while where it's like, all right, I'm sick and tired of kind of talking about how every year, year in and year out, like, Oh, like, well, we're relevant again. Oh crap. We're laughing stock again. Oh no, we're almost there, but we don't have, we're missing one or two stars. And it's like, it's just the same song every year. I mean, like, that's what it is. Like, you could break down so many X's and O's, and you could get into so many intricacies about the game and where exactly the team's going to be at. And, like, you know, we could probably, like, to the nitty-gritty project that, you know, with if they do this in the offseason, they could finish this, you know, in the conference and blah, blah, blah. Like, but at the end of the day, unless you have a star, you're not winning at all. And I'll say that every year on this show for right. as long as the show goes. I, I said this at the end of the season last year that – you don't have the big star, you're not going to win at all. I mean, it's just that simple. No, it's true, um, and 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 you saw that point blank, right? You play Milwaukee, right? That's what they have, and they're going to get you every time until you have that. <laughs> you're you're not there, and you know it, that that series was like. I mean, it was a horrible comparison. I don't know what's in my brain, but like, okay, Bulls had a great year, but when push comes to shove, when they play the big team, and most of the teams they played this year that were the top teams, they couldn't even come close to. Right? So you go, okay, think of like, you know, a college football team in their own conference, like the Big Ten or, or NIU and they made the Orange Bowl run, mm. right? Like in their own bubble, they're good. But against yeah. the top tier talent, they don't have a shot. And until they address and build their roster to form of what the rest of the league is requiring, you're not going to get there. But I think they've laid a great foundation and they're getting closer to building that and they have the people in place that know how to build that which encourages me, they're just not there yet. And they out, they overperform, which is why we're disappointed in a weird way. Um, and, and you just hope they can get there. <laughs> we're disappointed, but the Bulls are back. And we're opening the show by chanting only the Bulls. But we're still disappointed. No, I get it. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, 
I, I don't want to be like I said that that pessimistic guy. I, I guess like the, the the way to look at it would be this is like they're back in the sense of like okay they're entertaining again like you said they're not a laughing stock so take that for what it is. I mean if 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 that's what you want if you just want to watch some entertaining basketball then you'll be pretty satisfied right well like where this year was I mean look at record setting crowds again at the United Center. But one thing I do want to hit on is, and we've kind of talked about this throughout the show as well, Joey, is appointment television, right? Like they they haven't they didn't hit like at least necessarily for either one of us like that must see game in and game out appointment type television. At least for me, I don't know about you. I won't speak for you in terms of like at least later on in the season. But for me, they never really hit that need to one hundred percent watch as many games as possible. Like, did I watch Bulls basketball? Of course, yeah, well, you know, plenty, but. Like, it didn't feel like, oh, man, like I don't want to miss out. Once again, like those Derrick Rose years or something where, wow, I just want to see this team, championship potential. I don't want to miss a minute. But with this, like, you just felt like they were missing something, right? They, they, were, they were missing that very flashy player that, like, draws you in. But apparently not at the United Center, maybe for our other fans, because, like I said, it was record-setting, record-setting crowd. Maybe just being happy that the team is relevant again and they could go to the United Center and watch some good basketball. Um, but I feel like that was kind of a theme we've talked about throughout the season, too, is fun to watch. Do you need to watch? Like, is it an appointment television game in and game out for the entire regular season? Eh. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe yeah, and I, I think I think it plays it like goes hand in hand with the not having a superstar type of concept. Right. And you know, I mean besides that DeRozan stretch in the middle of the year where he was, you know, thirty plus points a game, back to back game winner. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. But I will say, as a Bulls fan, I went to like three games to close the year. Like I was able to go, right? But the well, reason you, I you went was the, you're riding into the playoffs hot, right? Right, with, the including the Hornets game where they lost by 45. But, um, you know, the point was, yeah, I want to see the Bulls play, but I'm still in the point now because the rest of the league is so good. I choose a matchup because I want to see the other team's best player, and that's what you want to flip is to where people are coming to your games because you have one of those top players. I'm going to see Giannis. I'm going to see Lamelo. I'm going to see uh, the Clippers with Paul George. I'm going, you know, it, it's all these guys that you want the Bulls to have. And so, you know, I hate that. That's my quick draw, right? It's like even like with the. I know we're talking about the White Sox, but like White Sox are are good. They're whatever. Well, they're having a bad streak, but I would go tonight to see Otani, right? Because in my brain, that's the star I want to see play. And so that's the Bulls. Robert, no love for Lewis Robert. Oh well, no, him no too. But, but what? I, but I, I'm I could go to any White Sox game this year, right? But I'm looking at the calendar. You know, oh, Otani's in town. Oh, right. Cody Bellinger's in town. Oh, you know, whoever it may be, Carlos Correa's in town. You know, it's it, it's it's still the other team's star for me in a lot of these scenarios, and that's what I'm hoping changes when you get a damn star on your own team. Bring Joey a star. Joey wants a star. Well, who knows where the Bulls get them? Maybe, they'll, maybe you know, you'll you'll sign one in free agency. You'll trade for one. You'll draft one. We'll see. Speaking of drafts, Chicago Bears, Joey, they're rebuilding a team, and the polls are in polls we trust, right? It, the, it's the start of the polls era. Um, yeah, obviously, if you're listening to the show, you already know what the Chicago Bears did in the second round with their picks, picking up a couple defensive backs, first one off the board, first round type of grade. So. 
I don't know. Flus, defensive type of guy. Poles giving him some pieces to work with. Um, defense going to be top caliber esque again, Joey. Maybe top fifteen, top you know middle of the pack of the league, top ten potential. Not yet. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Temper. Uh, you know, hey, I don't know. What I'm saying is that they could be not as if healthy. I mean, health first and foremost is everything. So if you're just talking about what they might be next season, um, if they are healthy, then you can at least have, you can potentially see some, yeah, gains, right? Otherwise in this draft and this off season is a complete disaster. You know, if, if this defense doesn't improve, then it's obviously a disaster by polls. And what kind of evaluating did he do? Even though, you know, the, the yeah, you draft, went to that immediately. You went immediately to how horrible this could be. It's just an instinct. No, I did not. No, I went to how good it could be. I said it could be, you know, top 15-ish, top 10, and you said, oh, no, 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 no. So then I did dial it back. You're the one who gave me the finger wave. You said not yet, not yet. Oh, so I God, I'm externalizing my you're, internal, internalizing yes. my external. Yes, you're the one who gave me the finger wag of, well, of slow the, the bus one. down. Yeah, I'm telling you, I tried coming in, you know, very positive here, Joey. But, no, I mean, I think they can be definitely, I mean, better defensively than they were last season. Again, if, if, if you have the health. And if, you know, we Flus is the defensive guru that, you know, track record shows to be totally different type of defense than we've had the past couple of years. But it's a start. A little surprising. I'm not going to say we went the Packers route, but that, that we didn't jump on, you know, one of the wide receivers in the draft, even in the second round. No, no linemen, you know, at least for now, from, from what the Bears have, have totaled in their draft. And I, I haven't been keeping track of the board yet, but, you know, two defensive backs gone for the Chicago Bears. Feel all right. I mean, it's cool. You know, build up the defense. You, 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 hey, if, if you want to get field as many reps as possible, get a def, get a decent defense out there. Get the opposing offense off the field and get fields back out there as many times as you can. So, I mean, drafting for what was high value on the board, basically, AK, you know, just drafting value so far, it seems. I mean, and hey, maybe there's more to it. Maybe it was value and, well, it was definitely a need, you know, in drafting a quarterback, which, you know, the Chicago Bears needed. You needed somebody opposite of Jalen Johnson. So it was a need. The value was there. Pick was made. Feel all right as a Bears fan, Joey. I'm not too pessimistic. That's you. That's that's you. Yeah, I'm the sick one. Actually, I I was more frustrated in the moment, but I'm not I'm not as upset anymore. <laughs> I think because you're it, frustrated in the moment of the pick. Because I'm just I. You're talking about Kyler Gordon, right? You're talking about yeah, their, Kyler Gordon, and then which is I get is okay because it's more of a first round value, and then Jaquan right. Brisker. I just and I know we're, again, if you're listening to this after the third round, you know maybe our whole hearts will change, but um. <laughs> I just, I need this team to invest in offense and invest in young offense for Justin Fields. And I want to know how good he is, you know, sooner rather than later. And you got to give him some receivers to do that with. But, you know, I've come down a little bit because it's like you said, they're value picks. They desperately needed another corner across from Johnson. They desperately need another safety with Eddie Jackson. And you're guaranteed here to have a, a young guy here an early, you know, late first round grade for 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 Gordon, and an early second round grade for Brisker, that could be your starting corner and safety week one. Yeah, that's a huge, huge deal. That's what I'm coming at. So, so that's where you need that. But what it also tells me is, you know, I know in the back of my brain this team's not going to be good next year. I just don't want to believe it because I'm tired of them being bad. Right. 
but it, it shows you like this is really gonna be a long haul process, right? And and the timing's just tough with Fields while he's in his rookie deal that you hope they can take advantage of it because they're really building this thing again from scratch. And yeah. that's okay if they get it right and they build it and they do what they do. But um, what about two seasons ago? You thought you were going to the Super Bowl, right? Right. So that's what's just it, it's it's a mind game. But that's where I think okay, you know you you. Potentially, as much as I want a receiver, and they need it, you got two starters today in the second round. And you can yes. easily get some kind of receiver in the third or fourth round, develop them, you have them for a couple of years, and so be it. But it, 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 it's, it's showing more and more that this is just more of a long-haul build to where, you know, in 2023, you know, there could be more aggressive moves, and, you're, and maybe you're the Bengals, and you got a really stud quarterback, and you build that. But right now, it's rebuilding this entire thing, and I guess that starts with having value young talent, no matter what side of the ball, that are two starters. I mean, you, you, you look at a Bears draft history, there are many people they've taken in this round or earlier that are not starters. So if you can get two starters right away, yeah, that's a pretty good haul for, for your first two picks, even though I'm bitter they're not on offense. Well, remember a couple things now. I'm with you, and this might take a little bit of time. However, plenty of money in the bank, right, to spend next year. So that's something to think about. Finally get a first-round pick next year, which is something to think about. Maybe an explosive offensive target there. It's going to be a big, from what they're saying, right, and what we're seeing here, big QB class, right? So if field shows that he can be the next level thing and you don't have to worry about drafting, you know, a poles slash flu style QB, right? Their own type of right, game, which, right. <laughs> if, if that has to happen, oh God, then, then it is like scratch it all. We are really in for a long call, but if we, if you know, we will cross that bridge if, and hopefully not when we have to get there. Um, so let's just say, you know, if fold show, if um, I'm sorry, not fold, if, um, if fields are showing really great signs, Oh my God, I said falls. How terrible is that? If fields Freudian really slip, good, if he's showing really good signs, then, I mean, think about it. A lot of QBs potentially taken in the first round next year. Maybe, you know, you got a lot of, you know, wide receivers that you could pick now. Cause, right. You know, now, this is a weird draft where there were no right. quarterbacks. So you could get lucky next year. It just I want something Especially to see this year. a first round pick next year. Yeah, right. Thank I'm you. just bitter. If I'm going eight times this year, I want to see something. And money to spend. And they got, I, I know, I know. You're, this year is going to be a rough one. It's what they do next offseason, right, where Poles gets another draft. He gets a first-round pick. He has money to spend. He has a he has his own year. Him and Flus have their own year. Why am I calling him Flus so damn much? Your buddies. <laughs> yeah, him and my buddy Flus, you know, have have a year with Justin Fields to see what they got got there. This is this is a very experimental ish year is it yes no maybe but yeah and it's a prove it year for people too i mean i yeah. mean if you i mean not to go back to the bulls but remember like the entire first year of ak and eversley because they hired him so late and because of covid it was just seeing if this roster could do anything and then yeah. at the end of the year they're like this is garbage and they got rid of everyone and built this team now to where it is and i think that's what part of this is is there i mean at least the bears regime has a little more time to retool and see what you have prior to the season, but it's 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 shaping up to be that, and I hope they do it right. Yeah, that's I mean, all we can do at this point. You can even look at the first two picks of the draft and say, "Oh, maybe Poles was being a little safe or whatnot." But with Gordon, once again, first round style graded type of cornerback, right? That you get in the second round, and like you said with Brisker, 
you're, you're going to, you know, you fill in a secondary spot and like the value was there. And what do you do? Do you let go of somebody who could potentially start in a safety position for you week one? And like, you take a leap for like a receiver who's, you know, valued a few notches down. And then like, maybe they become something for you. Maybe they don't. Right. We, we drafted quite a few wide receivers, you know, the Chicago bears have, and like, look where, you know, some have, you know, blossomed a little bit and others not. (laughs) So, you know, so it's like, you could, you could try to take a stab at it or you could just be, I hate once again, using the word safe, but you could draft good value. And I'm not saying that, you know, either, either, or either, or picks going to pan out or not. I'm just saying you, you, it's, it's a smarter choice. You're building the defense. Flus is a defensive minded guy. Let him get that set. And the next off season, you could focus more on the offense. And that's right. not to say that they're still not going to draft, you know, a wide receiver or a lineman or whatnot. Like still, you know, the, those aren't the only two picks in the draft for the Chicago Bears. So, but those were the ones obviously early on and the ones that could potentially be playmakers for you right. come week one, like you said. So, would you have rather maybe seen somebody offensively? Maybe, but you know what? Go ahead, load up the defense, get it set, get it young again. That's fine. Next year, though, right? <laughs> like, you, you know where all that focus should be. Oh, yeah, big time. I would think is going now, to be. What's funny, because of our timing here, the Bears are on the clock for the third round. So if oh, we can, this. So if we we can banter for two more minutes, uh, right. you, you may get your offensive pick here <laughs> based on the timing of this. There it we says go. the pick now is in. So if I refresh my my ESPN app, oh, it's still all right. We gotta wait. The pick is in there. You know, Greeny's got a banter on ESPN with Booger, so there we, we go. Give, and, and I just and, turned it on my TV right now. Yeah, here so. we go. <laughs> well, maybe well, they got our offensive guy. Oh, hey, here they got the graphic up now. Their needs. Oh, this is Todd. This is what this is what Todd's telling you. They need a wide receiver. They need an offensive. <laughs> so they're basically telling you that they need. Um, yeah you know, um, some offensive help here. I mean, if you're looking just at value, I'm trying to see like what, what is next up? I mean, sure. Like, do we potentially, you know, draft a, draft a wide receiver or like, you know, a guard here or something like along those lines? Yeah, potentially. But I mean, would you be, since we don't know what the pick is now, if it's say it's another defensive player, let's just say it is. Are you upset at that? Like at this point, like now, do you want them to kind of reach into the, into the offensive, uh, category here? Oh, the pick is in, by the way. But so go ahead. I'll let you answer. Then I'll tell you who the pick is. You don't have to refresh. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if it, it, if it's the best value on the board, sure. I I would like something offensive. I think they need to build to the draft for that. I just maybe a year off in their thinking. You know. Well, they just drafted uh, Veluce Jones Jr. Correct, wide receiver out of Tennessee. So there you go. Ha <laughs> ha. There's, there, there's your offensive help. <laughs> so. Veluce. Yep, they got yeah, go Vols, I guess. Yeah. Veluce Jones Jr. out of Tennessee wide receiver. Playing in the slot, huh? Well there you go, Joey. Justin Fields has a <laughs> has a new weapon to throw it to. You know? What what can he do? We'll see. Two thousand and twenty one SEC co special teams player of the year. Ooh, so. that's a bigger that's a big there, one right there. There you go. Co special teams player of the year. Uh first team all SEC all purpose and returner. So hey, maybe somebody who can uh, help on the special teams special teams side of the ball, worst case scenario. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Even if he doesn't pan out as the best, you know, not obviously not the best right here, but even if he doesn't pan out as a really serviceable right receiver, hey, Try them out on special teams. They're addressing their listen. They're addressing the needs, right? I just, I in my brain would have probably flipped it, but you know, if they feel as 
And here's the, the thing. You gotta, I, it's all new. If it was nagging and pacing, and I'd be like, I don't know what they're thinking. This is a whole new group. So yeah. I have to trust them right the now, right? Now, yeah. Poles dabbing up his boys, clapping it up. Foles right now. Or um, why, why do I keep saying? Foles? I don't know, man. You gotta get that Flues. out of your brain. I gotta get. Yeah, I gotta get Foles out of here. Flus right next to him. So, all right, Flus well, there and Flus and Valus. <laughs> there you go, Valus. So, there you go. Um, wide receiver for you, Joey, specifically. Woo-hoo! So happy now. Yes. Well. Will he be right receiver? Will he be special teams? We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I went down the rabbit hole today of reading all about Kevin White, so I never know what I want from my oh, draft no. picks. Yeah, first rounder, right? Kevin White was. Mm-hmm. That's what I was Seventh overall is, pick. You know, you, you draft some, you draft some receivers. That's why this thing's so them. stupid. Like we spend hours looking at it and reading and listening, and it's like you never know what's going to happen. No, the first, I mean, I mean the first round, the first pick of the first round could be terrible. It's just yeah. so funny. Like all of Mel Kuyper's job is to just—it's like a weatherman. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, the best right, player at every position could be the one who was taken third or fourth down the road. Of, right. you know, behind a few others, like the best cornerback could be the third right. cornerback. I think they said today the Bears took Ego Ferguson the line in, in 2014. Who's now I think out of the league before yes. Devontae Adams, right? So, exactly. So are you saying that Jones Jr. is going to be the next Devontae Adams? Yes, exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) Well, there you go. I'm glad we were able to, uh, with timing, that worked out perfectly. Um, Anything else on the menu? Well, now we can close with your White Sox. They were in the teens. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because my Cubs are just confusing, and I don't know if they're what they're doing and trying to compete or not, but they're fun. Your White Sox have expectations, and my man Tony is not uh, living up to them right now. Man even know where to begin with them joey i mean i'm supposed to be potentially be going to the game on sunday we'll see i was actually Excellent. at the game on jackie robinson day took the kid away i took the family out enjoyed jackie robinson day that was a dub then they won the very following day before they went on that uh what was it eight game losing streak or whatever it was i mean i hate using you just don't know right like with the injuries like with eloy out with giolito having which is tonight his second start back from injury and he looks pretty well i mean where we're at now you know, Sox are down four to one. Yes, to the Angels, but he won six innings, three earned runs, one one walk, and seven strikeouts and ninety nine pitches. So with an Otani blast. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, you you like at least seeing that part from Gio, even though the offense is a little slumpy right now. So I don't know. Like I said, no Moncada, no Eloy. Giolito was down for a little bit. I mean, pitching is is banged up. You, you Hendricks. I mean, it's all it's it's all just not great right now um i mean obviously you could, you could second guess the manager's decisions too that uh being tony the russo all day long and you know is is he gonna have what it takes as that hall of fame style manager right so to motivate this crew and get them back on the right track obviously you're gonna need some of the big names you're gonna need your you know you're gonna need a healthy rotation you're going to need a healthy lineup in order to see exactly what we really got here but it's not amazing, but I mean, obviously no panic button, right? It's like weird. It's like this weird, like first month stretch of baseball where a few injuries start, you know, start coming along losing streak. You don't really know what the hell you have here, but you give at least one more month, obviously, before you can push some style panic button. Like, do they still have enough on offense to turn it around? Yes. Do they still have enough in the, like enough arms and rotation, starting rotation to turn it around? Yeah. I don't know <laughs> that uh, that's that's still to be seen. I mean, Dylan Cease has been more than promising. Right. And like I said, Giolito goes, you know, six strong today. Like, I mean, call it strong, if you will. I mean, it's a second start back since injury. But after that, I mean, 
you know, you need him to be ha- you know healthy because after Cease, like, what do you got? You know, Lance Lynn on the shelf for right now, and Keuchel a shadow of himself, unfortunately, of, you know, what he was years ago with the Astros and most definitely a shadow of himself now. And then of course you have Kopech, but then after that you get into the bullpen and like, you know, Hendricks now with, you know, back injury and, you know, who, who knows how long that can, you know, legitimately take before he's full go again and coming out with the lights flashing all over the place at guaranteed rate field. Um, it's, it sucks because it's not the start of the season you wanted, right? I mean, there's World Series aspirations. They're they're definitely supposed to be the the, the talk of the town, baseball wise, in this city. And there's plenty of stars stars who you want to see play, right? You want to see Moncada get out there. You want to see Eloy get healthy again, which is going to take roughly two more months to see again. So, you know, you want to see Giolito healthy and stay healthy. Which glad he was out there on the bump tonight, but. You know, you, you want a healthy team first and foremost, right? And, like, that's what everybody says. Like, if you want to win a championship, it doesn't matter what team you have. Like, you need to stay healthy. So, I mean, sounds silly, but at least, like, hey, you have the injuries now. Hopefully you don't have them later on, right? Like, right. you get Makata back. You get Eloy back eventually. You get Lance Lynn back. Hopefully Giolito has no more setbacks. You get Hendricks back. And as long as nobody else gets shelved, right, and all their big names get shelved, then, like, hopefully then you pick it up and you gain some momentum. So, Wishful thinking, maybe. Is that being glass half full? Probably, but I mean, it is what it is at this point. It's hard to grade the team when you don't even have the the full lineup of studs. You don't even have really like 90% of the studs ready to go for you. No, yeah, you're right. And, 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 you know, between the shortened spring training and the CBA issues and the everything, it just started on that. It yeah. screwed up everyone's timing for injury. So, you know, get them out of the way now, hopefully. And it's a full long season this year again. And you hopefully be able to ride it, ride it through. I mean, I don't mean to speak in such generalities, but it's just we're still kind of early, like you said. That like you can panic if you watch it every night, but you got <laughs> you got to look at it. Of okay, it's not. It's almost just the start of May. You have this all the way through September to get right and to build right, and they have a lot of the foundation there. Just I don't know. I still always question the manager. I think it's insane that he's still their manager, but I'm not going to lose or win that battle because he's not going anywhere. So this is what they have, and you hope they can they can do what they need to do. But it's it's going to be fun. There's going to be some fireworks as always. Maybe Elvis Knight or two, and uh, yeah, there you go. Some or two. Wow, should, should should we put that in the suggestion box that you want Elvis? Yeah, Knight so in two Elvis Knights. <laughs> wow, you you want one in May, one in August. So yeah, so like Halloween one. in July and Halloween in October. There, we'll well, yeah, they give you Christmas in July. Right. The White Sox do give you that, so. You know, yeah, I mean, like I said, if, if there's the scariest number that, that I can look at here, I, actually, as I was, like, pulling up the standings, negative um, 23 run differential. So minus 23 run differential, that is not, not, not good if you're trying to be a championship competitive, you know, championship caliber team. New York Mets are plus 33. New York Yankees are plus 26. Obviously, keep going down the line. Dan, okay, we get it, that funky step. What does it mean? You need to be outscoring your opponents. Right? You need to be plus, plus a lot, and because you need to show you can win big as well as you know the close games. You just need to be very much positive in that direction. You're not going to be when you're about five games soon to be potentially. You know, was it four or five games below 500? Right. I get it, and it's so early on in the season, but we'll see, Joey. Hopefully, when we're when we're talking to May or June, it's uh, or even July. When maybe potentially the Sox give you bump up mm-hmm. uh, the first Elvis day before they give you the second. Yes. <laughs> that, um, just kidding. Only one Elvis day this year, from what we know. Um, then yeah, then then we'll be in a better spot. But 
We'll see. Still being as optimistic as we can here on the south side, considering there's no reason to push the panic button yet. But time will tell. Let's get the let's get the players healthy, and we'll see what we got. That was a good White Sox report from Dan Collins. Hey, there we go. This White Sox report brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. So, but hey, you know what? What else? What else can you do? You know, I mean, I, I get it. Every single Sox fan right now, I think, is going to be. Not the happiest, right? It's it's a little tough to watch, if I'm being honest, right? Like, you want to be able to turn on the TV like it was last year. I'm like, this is fun, and holy cow, like we can make a playoff run. Like, I don't know, can we beat the Astros? Maybe. And then we weren't able to beat the Astros, unfortunately, because can't stand the Astros. But yep, those cheaters. Yep, exactly. Well, you know, we, we got to them in 05 for the championship. That's true. Why? <laughs> you knew I was going there. I was See, going you just said, don't go back for the Bulls and the Bears. And what do you do for your White Sox? You <laughs> hey, go at least I remember it. that one. That's, what That's I'm true. Saying. Yeah, at least remember that one. But no, I mean, hey, we, we, we talked plenty of White Sox in terms of like the, the you know, the mirror to mirror mediocrity type of, you know, sayings and whatnot. And, you know, sick and tired of them being mediocre after that 05, you know, mostly like after the 06, 06 season because 90, 91 team um, in 06. But still. Um, wasn't necessarily a fan of that when they were just a mediocre team on the south side, but that's why it's like not pushing the panic button, but let's go Sox. Please get healthy, make a run. It's been too long. It's been almost 20 years. Three years will be 20 years, Mm-mm. which makes it 17 years. That's nuts. Simple maths. Holy crap. 17 years since the White Sox won a World Series in this town. Could be worse. Could have been 87. Did it? Or whatever yeah. it was. 108 or now for the bears almost 40 too long too long but hey we got two defensive backs baby beers and one valoose Valoose is valoose Valoose, yeah the valoose is loose and you know there's the chicago the chicago (laughs) oh that's totally what joni is gonna use if he returns a punt for a touchdown the valoose is loose yeah trademark it now Trademark now. We said it first, right? We're here at the Belief Podcast Network. Play the tapes. Play the tapes, Jodiak. So, what are you going to do? Oh, man. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us on Believe in Chicago Sports. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Believe in Chicago. The network is at Believe Network. I'm at Joey Gellman. He's at Dan Collins. Uh, Believe Podcast Network. Sorry, what's our outro? Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Sorry, it's been a few weeks. We're on a little vacation hiatus. Um, so I got to get back into my chops here. But no, always fun talking with you. We got some, a lot of exciting times coming ahead um, for all of our teams with a lot of at least hope and optimism, which is all you can ask for right now as we head into the summer. Uh, for Dan, I'm Joey. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.